Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. T-minus two, two days and two hours until I leave all of you all for good. Well, at least for the year. So it's open lines. Happy Friday. Every Friday at 4 o'clock. For those of you who are new around here, we open the phone lines up, let you call about any old thing that you want. The Glass Doctor of Elkhart and St. Joseph County phone lines are 574-2595-953. That is 25 nine five nine five three you can also submit your questions on rumble go to rumble.com slash casey the host and to the phone lines we go bob welcome to the program hi casey i just got a couple things i want to bring to your attention Mm -hmm. uh this week i've learned that in ohio if they put covid down as a cause of death on your death certificate the government would pay for the funeral I figured what better way to skew the numbers than to have free funerals for everybody. Sounds morbid to me. Uh, And there's, yeah, I don't know about Ohio specifically, but there's other states that have kind of done that. And there is, throughout the pandemic, though, there's been these weird, like, uh, motivators to incentivize, you know, marking somebody down as COVID. Remember they were trying to tell you it was a conspiracy theory, and we even had the top doctor in Indiana say, nobody's paying any hospitals for uh, for COVID patients, and that wasn't true. I mean, we fact-checked them to the hilt because we had specific data from the federal government about how they paid more money to hospitals when they had COVID cases. Um, and, you know, with the PCR test accuracy issues and, and a bunch of other stuff, yeah, there was incentive to to mark something that either was or was not or, or was on the fence of being COVID as a COVID death. So you got a little extra cash flow coming your way from the feds. And that really happened. And then you had other little programs like what you're talking about here where, you know, okay, well, it's a pandemic. We'll cover the cost of the funerals. It's not your fault, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I was kind of shocked about that, but I wasn't surprised. Second thing was is I don't know if you know or have heard of what they call the Imperium technology. Could there be something related to all these vaccinations and DNA research in with that new Imperium technology that's supposed to be so secret? I don't know anything about that, to be honest with you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I haven't heard it. All right. Happy to check into it, but I don't know anything about it. Yeah, that would be good. All okay. right. Well, that's all I wanted to say. Thanks. Sure thing, man. Appreciate right. it. You take care. All right. 574-2595-953. Lee, welcome to the program. Hi there. Hi. Uh, well, I guess I got to say Merry Christmas if you're going to be leaving. Yeah, Monday and Tuesday will be my last days, and then I'm gone for the rest of the year. We've got to give you a homework assignment. Oh, great. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> on our on our never-ending battle with school boards. Yeah. We've got a problem up here in Michigan, mm-hmm. and it's it's one of these kind of catfishing things. Uh, I don't know if you know about Jeffrey Feiger, the attorney that's going to be suing the Oxford School for hundreds of millions of dollars. Have you ever heard of uh, our good friend Jeffrey? I don't know the name. I know the case, but I don't know the name. Jeffrey is the classic, I hate to say this, shyster lawyer. Okay. Um, He uh, also... Uh, was in on suing the uh, parents of the Columbine, uh, the parent of the Columbine uh, disaster shooter. Mm-hmm. And and also, he ran for governor in 1998, 
against John Engler's second term. So he was more or less the sacrificial Democratic man, and he was just a terrible uh, nominee. He got a whole whopping 38% of the votes. Okay. So so what I'm trying to do is uh, put out a warning that he, whatever he says, he is not going to be a friend of the uh, movement to try to get, you know, the school boards to become more responsible. Gotcha. So, okay. So he, he is just terrible. Snake in the garden uh, then. Yes. Okay. Well, like he's in it for himself. All right. He yeah. Yeah. Plenty. Yeah. Plenty of people are. Yeah. I, you know, grifters and things like that. Sure. I get that. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And then, and then uh, more terrible things to report on. Our dear mayor of Chicago, Lori Lightfoot, mm-hmm. uh, our little Beetlejuice lady. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, she's ratted out on the uh, uh, businesses on Michigan uh, Avenue, the Magnificent yeah. Mile. Mm-hmm. But what she never brought up was the fact that uh, uh, several uh, CTA bus drivers suffered beatdowns on Michigan Avenue. On Saturday uh, yeah, night. she did leave that out, didn't she? Because yeah. her and the mayor of San Francisco, they both came out and they attacked businesses and said that the businesses were lying or inflating the, uh, you know, the looting um, risk and numbers and things of that nature. But, yeah, you're right about the uh, the bus drivers. There's been several. And, of course, AOC says this did not exist. Right. It's not happening at all, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, of course, you know, they, they more or less catfished the bus drivers uh, what these kids did is they started beating on the side of the bus, mm-hmm. so that it was like they got hit by the bus, mm-hmm. and so then the bus driver, you know, put it in emergency and had to get out to investigate uh, what the noise was that was, you know, hit the bus, and then they just beat the crap out of them. That's why you so, just you run know, people over when they're in the street. I keep well, telling but, people this. this yeah, <laughs> I know, but they, they, they were on the side. See, they, yeah, they, I, you they, know, they, hey, they, call it in. <laughs> yeah, but they, this, you know, they, they, but this like is, said, they, they catfished yeah. in terms of getting them out of the bus. But this uh, is the reality, though. I mean, you know, we talked about, I, I realize that buses are a little bit different than some of the car situations we've talked about, but, you know, when you jump out in front of a car and you're trying to stop a car and then you expect the car to stop and then you drag the driver out of the car and beat them in the road drivers need to start just driving through those protesters. And then when you do drive through the protesters, everybody pitches a fit and it's wrong and you're evil and you try to kill somebody and everything else. But it's like, you know, well, it's either you or me. And since I'm supposed to be on the road and you're not, I'm going to take me. Um, But, you know, when you're a bus driver, obviously you have those extra restrictions and things like that in place. And, and, you know, most people don't think this way. Most people just want to help somebody if they hurt them by accident. And then you you just you you're you become prey at that point because they're preying upon your good nature, right? But that's why you don't yeah. help people. Not not so, in that scenario, anyway. You just so call it in. Send out. We we gotta make a you know uh, send out a Christmas card and phone calls to our uh, what's it Alyssa from Penn Harris Madison mm-hmm. to make sure she's still healthy. Well, yeah, and and GSB pack needs to get going, so we're 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 working on uh, we're working on my pack the the GSB pack. So we're working right, on it. So, yeah. All so right. That, well, everybody stay healthy and have a happy Christmas. There you go. All right, man. Appreciate it. You take care, bud. 
Okay. All right. We got uh, we got more coming up. Open lines, 574-2595-953. Those calls next on 95.3 MNC. Everybody, Casey Hendrickson here. Got to tell you about fruits and veggies from Balance of Nature. And by the way, I meant to tell you because I know sometimes you forget to take them. You see that brown bag back there? You you can just open that bag up and pop yourself some fruits and veggies. You ever need it, man? Because I know you're in here in the morning sometimes, you know. So you need need a little extra extra fruit and vegetable energy kick in the day. They're right there. It's not like I don't have plenty of them. I mean, we got. We've got fruits and veggies from Balance of Nature stashed everywhere in this building, for crying out loud. They're all over my house. They're in my car in case I forget them. That way I get my fruits and vegetables every day. Now, here's the thing. Uh, You will notice that this is not a supplement. This is real food that has been ground up and put into capsules. So three capsules of the fruits gives you your full daily allowance of fruits, all of the vitamins and minerals that come with it, and then three capsules of the veggies does the same thing for your vegetables. So maybe... You've got kids who don't like eating vegetables, but they still need those nutrients. Give them the veggies, and they will get those nutrients. All you got to do is swallow the pills. I mean, it's super easy. It tastes great. Um, If you want, you can open them up. You can mix them in with food, and you can barely taste them. They're fantastic. I take the fruits, and I put them in my kids' yogurt because they like those yogurt flips, you know, and I'll just take the fruits, I'll open them up and mix it up, and they never even notice it. They love the yogurt. So here's the deal. Uh, Laura... Over from on from the way home, excuse me, which is on Sundays at noon right here on MNC. She's the one that that got me onto this product, and she's the one with the promo code that will save you thirty five percent. So here's what you do: you go to you go to balanceofnature.com, use promo code Laura L A U R A, and you will save thirty five percent. Okay, you get thirty five percent off right there. If you want to take a deep dive into this, they've got fiber supplements and a bunch of other supplements. Well, they're really not supplements. Fiber products as well. Um, and I've just started using that. I kind of make it like a hot tea. And that seems to be the best way to to dissolve it. seems to work out really good that way. Um, and it's, again, 35% off. The, the promo code, balanceofnature.com, L-A-U-R-A, Laura. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Full phone lines. If you get a busy signal, just uh, call back once we get somebody that pops off here. And it's open lines. You can call about anything that you want. Okay? Anything that you want. So back to the phones we go. Tom, welcome to the program. Hello. What's up, uh, bud? Bob Dole passed away. That was he did. sad. But uh, I noticed that uh, when they're gone, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. Democrats, which could say very little, if anything, good about them, yes, before go on and on about how they worship the ground they walk on. Yeah, it, it's almost laughable, you know. <clears throat> I I said that. So when Bob Dole passed away, I said now. I think it was during a commercial break. I don't think I said it on the air. Um, I said, now everybody who called him literally Hitler is going to sing his praises and talk about how great of a person he was and everything else. And that is exactly what we saw at the uh, the ceremony in D.C. You know, all of these people who had nothing but horrible things to say about this guy when he ran for president, right? He's evil, number one. 
And now all of a sudden, just like we see all the time with Democrats, now all of a sudden he's, you know, he's a man who loved America, a man of impeccable integrity, served his country, loved his country. And it's like, what are you talking about? Yeah, everybody should be like him. Yeah. And, and then you've got Biden. A while back. Right. And then you've got Biden, who's totally not losing his mind, by the way, <laughs> reading on the teleprompter, giving like a eulogy of sorts. And then he reads the end of message message at the end of the teleprompter. Did you see that? Yes. Now, here's the thing. The first time that Joe Biden read the the cues on the teleprompter, you could have said, ah, it's just an accident. This guy has done it like a dozen times. Okay? <laughs> this is not accidental. When you read end of message at the bottom of your teleprompter, there's something wrong there. <laughs> my god it's um yeah but you know, this is this it, you know this happened with george bush it happened with romney i've said it before it'll probably happen at some point in time with donald trump um it's going to take a little longer to get there i think with donald trump but they seem to be kinder to the ones that lost to him like very good oh yeah 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 uh, and mm-hmm. those people but but even with Bush, you know, look, I mean, look at how, how you know, it, it took uh, about four years or so, and all of a sudden, yeah, Bush and Michelle are best buds. It's a whole thing. And yeah. it's like, what is, what? <laughs> like, he still blames you for a bunch of stuff that you didn't do in order, Obama does, still blames you for a bunch of stuff you didn't do in order to demonize you and, and you know, pass his bad regime on to you. And you're still hanging out with the guy's wife? Like, what? what's going on? With, I don't know. It, it's just bizarre, man. Yeah, but, strange. But this is, I try to use these as examples to kind of highlight for people. This is what you're, you're dealing with when you have politics. Because, right. you know, a lot of what you see is theater. You know, a lot of, uh, I ran into this when I told everybody that Boehner and Obama were really good friends. Mm-hmm. And nobody believed me. And I was like, they're golf buddies. I'm telling you right now, they're golf buddies. And, you know, of course, publicly they would, you know, attack each other and everything else. But we didn't find out until, what was it, like uh, like two years after Boehner retired, that, in fact, Boehner was sneaking into the golf club and was Obama's regular golf buddy. And But they hid it from everybody. So all of the other stuff that you saw on television, that was all theater. Yeah, it's, it's like wrestling. When, when I used to go over to Northside Gym to watch the wrestling and they're beating the crap out of each yeah. other in the ring. And then when we went out the back way, we see them all together, and they're going, yeah. where are we going to go for beer tonight? You're, you, you're, know? you know, that's a great way of phrasing. It is very much like professional wrestling. It's, it's a game that they play. Right. And, they're and they, they they're running well a script. For it, just like the wrestlers. Exactly, yeah. They're, they're running a script, and, and that's you know kind of how it is. Now, yeah. there, are, there are purists, if you will, in both camps that genuinely don't like each other. Right. Um, you know, Lauren Bobart and uh, uh, Carly Bush was Carly Bush. What's her name? Um, they don't like each other. OK, no. <laughs> they're they're not friendly. And you get somebody like uh, Trump in there that isn't playing the game and they don't want him around. Right. That, and that was one of the reasons you saw so many establishment Republicans oppose him is because he wasn't going to go on with this this theater. And I, I've given stories about the radio industry and how a lot of the people in the radio industry are frauds. Mm-hmm. I, I've given that, those stories before because it's the same thing as in politics. And a lot of people treat it as a game. You know, there's yeah. a reason that so many conservative talk radio stations are owned by very liberal people. 
and, yeah, and whoever it is, they, they're a chameleon. They'll be right. whatever you want them yeah, to be. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, and it's just, um, it's unfortunate because everybody's being deceived, and I'm not in this for that, which is why I don't get invited to a lot of the cocktail parties and, and things of that nature. Uh, I, but my my duty is to do a good job on this show, to make money for the for the company, and to also, I have responsibilities to you guys. And there's a lot of hosts that just don't feel that way. Well, I appreciate it. All right. May I, may I make a prediction? Sure. I watched the uh, Macy's Parade because the television got stuck on that channel. <sighs> I did too, yes. And uh, I think Doughboy's days are numbered. Who? He, he's too white. <laughs> or something, but we'll... ah, you know, it, hey, they, they they changed Annie. Why not? <laughs> right. Yeah, uh, uh, that's my prediction. All right. You never well, know. You have, have a wonderful holiday. All right. You too, buddy. And uh, we'll welcome you back. All right, man. Be safe. Appreciate Bye. it. All right. You know, you will always have the, uh, the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man, ladies and gentlemen. We'll always have that. My, uh, my girls got to watch uh, Ghostbusters, the original, for the very first time the other day. And my five-year-old was running around the house yesterday singing, belting from the top of her lungs, the Ghostbusters song that she had only heard one time. That's, that's good stuff. They haven't watched the, the new Abominations. They've only watched the original, the way that it should be. We've got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel, Open Lines. Those are the calls that we're taking next. MNC News Time is 4.31. Time to check out Impress Jewelry Creations, creating meaningful jewelry for the moments that will last a lifetime. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Do you want to thank R&B Car Company, locations in South Bend and Warsaw, R&B Car Company are your used car experts. The Glass Doctor of Elkhart and St. Joseph County phone number, 574-2595-953. That is 2595-953. Give us a call. Talk about anything you want. It is open lines. Robert, welcome to the program. Yes, thank you. Um, two questions for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, first one is in this uh, smash and grab that's been going on. Aren't you allowed to defend your own uh, business, your own property? And if so, uh, when are you allowed to use deadly force in a case like that? Uh, answer one, yes, you are allowed to protect your own property. Um, it's one of the reasons that the Kyle Rittenhouse trial was prosecuted the way that it was prosecuted and why it was so important. And the other, the other question um, to answer that, that varies from state to state. So different states have different rules on when you can use deadly force to protect property. So it just kind of depends. Um, now, you can make the case in, in some of what we're seeing, certainly, that it, there's a very real danger to you when some of these groups come in, they start putting their hands on you and that sort of thing. Then, you know, at that point, deadly force is pretty much universal uh, some states require you to retreat. They don't have castle doctrine or stand your ground or anything like that. So it just kind of depends on the state. There was a piece of legislation that was introduced. I don't expect it to go anywhere, but it was introduced, I think, in the House of Representatives that would allow deadly force to prevent looting in a mass looting scenario, which, of course, the Democrats pinned as racist and everything else, which, 
it gets kind of weird because if you say it's racist, then you're just saying that only only certain groups of people do looting and rioting and not other groups of people. So that's inherently racist too. So it, it's very strange and it's very weird right now. Um, but generally speaking, what we've seen is when people show up and protect the property armed and the rioters know that they're armed, for the most part, they tend to leave those properties alone. So it does seem to work. You know, Kyle Rittenhouse is a little bit different because he he was away from the property that he was there to protect because he was putting out a fire, and that's he got separated from the person he was with, and that's how they went after him. Um, but generally speaking, when you're protecting your property and you're armed and you show people that you're armed, they tend to stay away from it just because they don't want to risk it. And my uh, second question is kind of like more, I guess, of a rhetorical question, but um, I'm 72, and I was just wondering from your point of view, I'm not very optimistic at all about our future. How do you feel about the, our future? Well, this kind of came up at noise on stage with Brian Kilmeade. So Brian Kilmeade, he said some things that I agree with that are hopeful, and if there's anybody who can turn it around, it's us. But at the same time, He's in a, a group of people that I think a lot of people are in, which is one election will fix this. And I'm sorry, but that's naive. You know, I, I don't see the problems that we are facing getting corrected unless conservatives, not Republicans, but conservatives have like an eight election win streak, which has never happened and probably never will happen. Um Things are far worse than people want to admit, but they're not at the point of no return, if that makes sense. And you know, the only, there are some good things. One, most of what you're seeing is radicalization. It's not what your average human being behaves like, thinks like, you know, that sort of thing. Um, you're seeing the extremists on the news media. But you also have the news media controlled entirely by, you know, half a dozen organizations. They almost all lean one way. Social media won't even allow me to quote the, the specific documents that Pfizer drew up and submitted to the FDA without taking my content down. When you get to that point, I mean, you're, you're dealing, you're on the verge of, of serious totalitarianism. There's no other way to put it. If accurate factual information is not allowed to be shared to the masses without censorship, then you only allow the lies to permeate. And so I don't know if you heard yesterday, but there's, you know, there's 10 stages of genocide and yeah. we're on stage six or seven, um, given, given human history. So you're right to be a little pessimistic. I would say that all hope is not lost yet, but anybody out there who thinks that, you know, just getting the right person elected next time is going to fix it is horrendously naive. Yeah. I, like I said, I'm glad I got more years behind me than in front of me because I don't yeah. see what happens. But as far as your, uh, was it 10 steps to genocide? Yeah. Yeah. I, I wasn't one of them was the disarmament of the population. Oh, yeah, yeah. D d well, it's disarmament was one part of, I think, preparation. So, right. like, the step is preparation and disarmament is a big big part of that. Um, you know, you got the media propaganda. You got um, scaring everybody against one group. 
you know, that sort of thing. All, those are all things that we're clearly right in the middle of right now. Well, well, thank you for taking my call. Yeah, sure thing. I, I appreciate yeah, it, man. Take care. Sure. Yeah, it's, um, I look, I, here's the thing. I, I can say this, right? We've had riots in the past. We've had mass civil upheaval in the past. And we have uh, been brought back from the brink. Okay. Now, here's where some differences are. And that's that's where the optimists are. Like, look, we've, we've had stuff like this before, and we've come back from it. And I appreciate that. However, what you had at that time were a political system in which everybody understood that having all of that was wrong and it needed to be fixed. What we have now is a political system where half of it supports and encourages this while the other half wants it stopped. And the side that is encouraging the violence, encouraging the rioting, encouraging the social angst, that side is being fueled by an industrial media complex that is 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and does not allow dissenting voices to get accurate information out. And that's the problem. You know, whereas in the old days, you had, you had journalists and you had newspapers and you had television news that would cover these things in a much more factual manner in which the average person who is watching it would understand, okay, I, I get that. You know, this, here, here we go. This is, this is not okay. This is a lie. That is the truth. We don't have that anymore. Folks, we've got a, a kid who is 17 years old that the entire media apparatus lied about for a very long time and was the truth only came out in the trial in mass quantities. And even after he was exonerated, members of the news media continued to lie about him. That's this is where you're starting to run into it. Uh, BLM has always been a fraud. And I know that there are a lot of people out there who don't want to hear that because there, there's some on, on the political right who are like, well, Casey, you're just going to alienate minorities. Uh, the, other, the other aspect of it is people on the left to be like, oh, you're just racist. They, they just want to protect black lives. But BLM is a fraud, okay? It is a money-making machine that is built on a lie. BLM gets started after hands up, don't shoot. Hands up, don't shoot. Never happened. It is a fictional story that was told by a guy who has been arrested, charged, and convicted of telling that lie. And the news media continued to spread it. And BLM continues routinely to support people who were bad guys. They have ignored genuine cases of innocent black people who are killed. We've talked to the case in, in Cleveland. Guy's buying a BB gun for his kid. He's walking around Walmart. Some hysterical anti-gun lunatic calls the police. He's on the cell phone. Police officer comes around the corner and just shoots him dead. Never asked him to drop it. Lied about that in the report. BLM didn't say a thing about the Crawford case. And yet it happened at the exact same time as one of the other big BLM pushed cases. Well, you actually had an innocent black man who was killed, murdered by a police officer, a white police officer, 
who then lied about it. And BLM didn't say a damn thing. What they did do is they focused they focused on this other story here, which was a complete and total lie. Now, why did they do that? Well, because Crawford was killed in a place that was mostly a white community. Whereas the other story they were talking about, mostly low-income black community, where they know they can whip everybody up into a frenzy. It, everything that happened in Kenosha, it was all based on the Jacob Blake story, right? Jacob Blake was an unarmed, innocent black man. No, he wasn't. He was armed with a knife. He had raped a woman. He had violated a, a, uh, a protective order. And he had kidnapped two children. And then he tried to get in the car and run away while armed from the police. But BLM hopped on that and they pushed that thing. And that's why Kenosha burned down. And that's why Kyle Rittenhouse was there. And that's why everybody else attacked Kyle Rittenhouse and that whole thing happened. Because BLM pushed a, a fake story. What did BLM do this week? Just this week, guys. BLM said, okay, one of the founders of BLM said, we believe Jesse Smollett because all police lie. I'm sorry, you're an imbecile if you think Jesse Smollett is a victim. Nobody actually thinks Jesse Smollett is a victim. Nobody. So why are they pushing the lie? Because it's the most divisive thing. Now, it's going to take time for people to realize who national BLM is. Because there are people who are not crazy who align with BLM. They're genuinely concerned about public police relationships and, and police strategies and militarization and things of that nature. But they identify as BLM, but they're not BLM. BLM is a radical domestic terrorist group. It's a Marxist group. It's a racist group who hates men, despises black men, but uses them as the foot soldiers in their narrative. That's who they are. That's what was on their website before people finally exposed it and they were forced to pull it down. So it's going to take some time for all of the well-meaning individuals who identify with the Black Lives Matter movement to understand that where they stand is completely different from what BLM, the national organization, stands for. You know, you've got uh, BLM in New York saying, hey, we're going we're gonna to riot. You don't give us what we want. We're going to riot. We're going to tear this whole city down. Brand new black mayor of New York just said today, he's like, we're not going to stand for that. It's going to take people like him, if he's true to his word, to do stuff like that. Because people have to start fighting back. This goes back to very similar to radical jihadists, right? Americans were always saying, look, the moderate Muslim community needs to speak up. And they weren't speaking up. This is a time, this is a time for good people of all types to speak up. Because whether people like it or not, when white people speak up, it doesn't carry the same weight. Because you're just painted as a racist. So until those good people stand up, and until those good people start speaking out in mass, and from sometimes a non-political standpoint, it, it's going to take a while to get there. Can we get there? Sure we can. This is not a quick fix because there's institutional problems now with media coverage that has to change. More coming up. 95.3 MNC.